For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. E.D. Yo. You know, not once during that game was I like, man, we should put Trey in right Not once. Is that? <laughs> nah, maybe that's just me. I don't know. Uh, this is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. A lot to get to on this show. Uh, people up in arms. Up in arms. Number three pick. How could you not play this guy? He's, Kyle said he was going to play. Yada, yada, yada. Um, yeah, we're going we're gonna to get into that whole thing. Um, what what a win for the Niners. We'll talk about that as well. We'll talk about the uh, – uh, Diamond Lenore uh, in the secondary. Um, some bright spots, uh, some not so bright spots as well that I want to I want to pick your brain about Ed. Um, and then also uh, uh, even more with this game, um, we'll talk about Bosa. Um, and people are upset. People are upset because Bosa's <laughs> Bosa's getting held. Uh, I don't know. I just thought that was part of the game, but I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Um, before we get into that, though, let me encourage all of you to continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you find your podcast. If there's a like button on your particular podcast subscription service, go ahead and hit that like button. Uh, hit us up on social media. Um, if you don't agree with what's being said here, or if you do agree, go ahead and hit us up. I may some say some things today you might not like, so go ahead and let me know how much you don't like it. Um, I'm at R Haylock on Twitter. <laughs> he is at underscore Eric Davis underscore and on the old Instagram. I'm at Watch Ray Ray. He is at Eric Davis underscore 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 underscore. Um, as always, we are presented by the fine folks at Bet Online, your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season with a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests. Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Hey, before we jump into this show, man, I just want to tell everybody about uh, Ballots seven okay um i'm gonna make this simple for you guys i have worked out all my life all my life i've i've been this guy running around running into people doing crazy things probably why you know i I, you know i got a soft head right now that could be part of the reason that could be part of the reason you know collisions with human beings but because i was doing those things i understood the importance of vitamins and supplements and I've always taken care of myself. And um, and Balance 7 is something that you guys should look at. It, it, just one ounce, three times a day for a week, you will see the effects of it. And that is what I want you guys to know. And right now, you can go to Balance7.com, and you can use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, and you'll get $10 off of their 32-ounce bottle. Uh, that's like 11 days it's the perfect amount for you to see how this pH balancing drink will work for you, okay? So, again, go to balance7.com. Use the code BELIEVE at checkout. I'm telling you, it can work for you. It can work for me. It'll work for you. 
there's nothing inherently special about me. I do. I, I, Aww, I do have to say this. Of course, good genes, though. I, I I come from good genes. I come from good genes. I do have to say that. You know, but we're all we're all products of our parents, right? That's so, correct. Balance7.com. It'll it gives all of us an edge. Check it out. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. All right, Ed. Here we go. Trey Lance. Okay. Zero snaps on okay. Sunday. Um. By the way, I I think it's worth a mention. The Niners did win that game, seventeen to eleven, to improve to two and zero on the season. Are, are, are uh, you sure? I, I, are you sure? Yeah. I just had to pull up the box score one more time just to make sure my okay. eyes weren't deceiving me. Because people um, were losing are losing their minds. It, it, it over- felt like a loss, right, for a lot of people, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, two weeks in a row. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, Trey Lance, zero snaps. Um, I really – well, first of all, we got to give out some game balls. We got to give out some game balls first before we even get into this. Um, game balls. I'll start first, E.D. Okay. Uh, this was a hard one for me because I wasn't really sure which direction to go in. Um, but I'll, I want to give it to – I'll just give it to the entire defense. Um, I think anytime you hold a team to just 11 points, um, they held them under 330 yards, total offense. Uh, they got fortunate there a couple times as well. That that number could have been a whole lot higher. But when you look at the rushing totals as well, uh, Philadelphia had over 150 yards, but 82 of those came from uh, Jalen Hurts just on scrambles, right, where, where no one really accounted for him. And I think he probably could have had a much bigger game if you if, if he wanted to, if you look at it from that standpoint. But – I think the defense really stepped up, and the play of the game for me was the Philly special, and it ended up not being that special for them on fourth and, and goal um, mm-hmm. at the end of the first half. I mean, just man, we got to talk about this later on because just just the discipline on that side of the ball because everybody gets fake. Like like I've I've seen this play work almost a hundred percent of the time, right and. Niners were all on top of it there, and that ends up leading to, which ended up changing the entire dynamic of the game, that that long drive by the Niners, and they were able to get into the end zone uh, prior to the end of the first half and, and to take a lead into the locker room at intermission. So I'm just going to go ahead and give it to the defense. Um, I thought they played. You know, there's a lot of talk about them last week, giving up 30-plus points to Detroit. Who is Detroit? Yada, yada, yada. They came back. They bounced back um, with, with – with, um, Backup corners, no doubt, uh, on the outside. We talked about D'Amico Ryan's last week saying, look, you know, not, not, like now, now you, you start to earn your paycheck, right? Like now, now some adjustments have to be made. What's this going to look like uh, the following week? And so um, I think they showed out. Uh, and, and so I'll, I'll give my game ball to the defense. Uh, what do you got? Um, I'm going a little you know, outside of the circle right now, outside of the box. Um because you just you touched on some of what I'm, I'm about to say right now. We talked about um, going into this game after last week. You, you know, you lose your number one corner. What are you going to do defensively? How are you going to play this game? Um, you know, it, are you going to have players step up? Are you going to, you know, look at the scheme? How are you going to make your adjustments going in to make certain that you can win a football game? Um, so where you give it to the entire defense, on the defensive side of the ball, I want to give it to the defensive coordinator. Okay. Uh, he, he had a sound game plan that the guys believed in. He stuck to that game plan, even when, even though it was a close game, 
They, they gave up some big plays. You saw, you just touched, touched on Jalen Hurd and, and some of the things that he was doing, but the guys stayed disciplined in the moments that they needed to be big in. You had players making big plays in emotion and, and, and killing momentum, you know, taking the emotion out of the stadium in big situations, give up a big play, he's able to regroup those guys and then not give up points. So I think that was big right there. So I think this is a game and I'm, and now that's defensive coordinator. Now I'm flipping to the offense. So game ball, Ryan's DC Ryan's game ball, offensive side. I'm going to Kyle Shanahan. Mm. Um, and this is this I'm going to Kyle Shanahan because Kyle Shanahan made what I believe to be the absolute, biggest let me put it this way absolute most impactful coaching decision that he has made or will make this season i think the most impactful coaching decision he could have made on that locker room the psyche of that locker room and their belief in him and other players on the team was not playing trey as you said mm. because you have a close game. Things aren't working. The offense isn't looking well. This coach did not panic. He did not try to get into trickery. He did not try to start um, going smoke and mirrors. He didn't believe that his guys weren't capable of getting it done. He stuck to the game plan. He stuck to his players. He stuck to his starting head, his starting quarterback which I mean, it was so impactful that that lets the rest of the team know this is our guy. Mm. Whether there was any question, you know who your guy is. You can't control anything else that happens. And, you know, one of my deals, I always say that your players win games, but coaches, the good coaches are going to win a couple of games for you by understanding the situation, understanding the, the emotion of the day, understanding the players that they're dealing with. That's the only way you win big in this league. You got to have a tight coach that understands those moments and can help you win a game or two because you're playing against professionals as well. The coaching staff won a game in Philly. You may say it was ugly, but it was a W. Yeah, and I and I think they deserve the game balls for for sticking to a plan that the players believed in, though even though it was ugly, and ultimately they came out with a victory because of it. Those are my game balls. Ugly game, pretty W, uh, as I like to say it. And there it is. You're 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 absolutely right about that. So fantastic segue, right, right into Trey Lance, zero snaps. And I think to your point, right, there's this notion of, like, Trey going to be, like, put like Trey in, like, a, a Superman cape or something, right? Like, he's going to come in and, and save the day, and he's going to save the offense from being in the rut that they're in, and 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 so he was going to be the solution he was going to he was going to be the answer uh to that situation uh on on Sunday in Philly um Niners offense started out great in Detroit and Kyle went and he put Trey in and you know it, it somewhat added you know to the offense and they ended up having a big day a big big offensive output uh Sunday at Philly 
offense really didn't play that great. Um, but I think a message was sent, as you, as you just mentioned. And, and I think it it's one of those things where, like, guys aren't necessarily, you know, looking to the sideline for this Superman, superhero-type figure to come in and, and, and try to save the day because I don't think that's necessarily, you know, what it's about. And, and I think, you know, just sticking with sticking it out with Jimmy, you know, he – you know he made some bad. He he had some bad balls, especially early in that game. Offense couldn't couldn't convert on a third down. You know early in that game before turning it around late. Um, running game couldn't get going. Like like it was just a a comedy of things that just was not happening for the team. You know for the majority of the first half, especially that first quarter, and to to stick with it and to grind it out and to say, look, this is what's going to happen. This is what we're doing. Um and and ended up. Be taking control of the game, um, going into the locker room at intermission with the lead and end up having control of the game uh, for the most part or, or taking uh, control of the game in that second half, I thought it was huge. And and one thing that, that Kyle, Kyle was – of course, Kyle was asked about this, right? And, and, and one thing that he said was, um, I didn't get the urge. I didn't get the urge to put Trey in. And, and he kind of mm-hmm. got that urge in Detroit. He didn't get that urge on – uh, on Sunday in, in Philly. <laughs> well, you know why? You know why he didn't get that urge? I, I, I think it has back. something to do with that Philly defense. It has something. Yes, he's not ready. That, everyone has to see that he just not getting that urge because he's not ready. And this, the, the one thing I wanted to add to that: what coaches do, what players feel from them, and what teammates see, is that you are either part of the reason. Are you a part of the solution? So if things aren't going well, you take me off the field. Am I part of the reason things aren't going well? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so so that's so that's what happened. So what he showed was like these are this is the guy. I didn't have an urge to put the other guy in because the guy I had out there I knew was the solution to the problem. That's what I mean by impactful decision. And you're saying the same thing, impactful decision on that locker room, impactful decision on the coaching staff, you know, even in his own psyche, he's looking at this. And and at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's that simple. Um, Akilah Weatherspoon last year couldn't get on the field. Uh, Why? When he was healthy, when things were going back and forth, when he was out there, why? Confidence was lost. Yeah, confidence was lost. His confidence was lost within himself because he had been taking off, taken off the field. Why he had begun to be viewed as the problem. You're yeah. the reason. You're the reason things aren't going well in the secondary. You're not a solution to the problem. And once you are viewed in that light, it's hard for everybody, including yourself. And that's what. Way back before the season started, we talked about it, and I was asked, what was I waiting to see? And remember, I said, I'm just waiting for the first adverse moment of the season to see how Kyle is going to react. As long as Jimmy's playing well, it's not a problem. What happens when Jimmy's not playing well, the game's not going well, you know, you've had a couple of bad series, are you going to all of a sudden start this uh, quarterback carousel? He didn't do it. I was glad to see that. Doesn't mean that Trey won't play next week, but it does let me know who he has his faith in as his number one, 
who he believes right now gives the team the best chance to win. And I think it's the same guy we've been trying to tell everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but but for some reason, for some reason, they don't want to listen to you, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's gotta I, be you. It, it's it's gotta be it's gotta be me, right? <laughs> it's gotta be me. <laughs> they don't they don't want to listen to me. Um, I and also I think to that right, like I, I think Kyle was very specific in saying like there's a certain skill set that Trey has, and he's not sure that that would have been beneficial in this game, or it would have benefited the offense in this game. And so when you're dealing with a very specific skill set, if it, like you're not going to play a guy just to play him, right? Like, is mm-hmm. it going to be advantageous for us? Is it going to be advantageous for because, us as a team and for him but as hold, a player? Listen, listen, listen. See, you know, I, I I try to decipher coach speak as much as possible. So you just said Kyle Shanahan said that um, he has a particular skill set that wouldn't apply or, you know, be effective in his belief in that game. Is that what he said? Am I paraphrasing, yeah, right? Yeah, you're paraphrasing. Let, let me let me but, pull but, up the, the, the di- okay. direct quote here. But Okay, assi- I want you to pull up the – yeah, okay. Assi- assi- I mean, essentially that, that's what he was saying. Um, yeah, so – he says, but when, when, your ba- when your backup quarterback does have a skill set that can bring different things to the game, that's what gives him an option for us to do. He has something that someone has to prepare for week in and week out, and I think that's an awesome club that we have in our bag that we can use any time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and, okay. and then he continues, but if it wasn't because he was bringing a different element that we thought could help us with something, that we're going against, there's no reason that we would do it. There we go. So, this game. He's not ready. Um, this game, this, so you're so, so, so people listen to what he just said. Different element um, that my backup quarterback has that we can throw in and implement to give teams something to think about. That's great. There was no reason to do it in this game because he wasn't going to bring anything that I don't feel that they were prepared for. And what you really have to decipher out of that is that he doesn't do the other things better than the guy in front of him. Yeah. Okay. So he has a special skill set that this other guy doesn't have, but that was not enough to override the play of what the other guy does in front of him. So it's, it's, I don't know why it's so difficult for everyone to believe that Jimmy Garoppolo back back to my back to my Cam well, well, Newton getting that, cut. That element People can't is believe Trey's, that he's better. Th- that element is Trey's ability to use his legs, right? Yes, I mean, yes, and, of and course. So, but there, and the, but there's and, more to quarterbacking. Than, and there's than, more than, to quarterbacking than that, right? So the rest of the package isn't that tells me the rest of the package isn't quite there for Trey yet, right? And so this if this yes. isn't a game in which that element can be utilized in terms of him being able to use his legs, then it's not advantageous for me to put him in the game if if I'm Kyle. And, I, because and that's, pretty a, much, that's pretty much what he was saying there. He's a better runner than Jimmy. He's not a better quarterback than Jimmy. And the other side that I really want people to understand is that Jimmy is not a bad quarterback. For some reason, there's this element of belief that he sucks at quarterbacking. All he does is look again this season. You have a better chance of winning a football game with Jimmy Garoppolo under center than we have had with any other quarterback 
percentages say since Jeff Garcia. <laughs> Seriously. 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 I mean, you, you I, think about it. Think about it. He's the best quarterback this franchise has had since Jeff Garcia. He really is. He's a better quarterback than Colin Kaepernick. Overlooking Colin um, Kaepernick. I'm not overlooking Colin. Garoppolo is a better quarterback than he can. Do, he can do more quarterback things than um, than um, Cap could. So, so I, I mean, it's it's just it's just you, you for some reason nobody wants to give him credit for winning for being a good quarterback. Dude wins games, and I said it before. I I, I think I think we have a better chance of winning. I like what just happened. Um, the offensive line is playing. Uh, the, the run game is what it is. Um, they're going to continue to run the ball. You got some nasty guys up front. Pass protection has been has been pretty good. Um, so Jimmy has you know he's missed some throws. Every quarterback has missed some throws. There are th- throws that he misses at time that run me absolutely crazy, especially when he's high across the middle. Yeah, you can, you can get a receiver killed, or those are pick balls when they get tipped. I don't like that. Uh, but at the end of the day. Just like that two-minute drill, he has this knack for being able to be big in big moments, yeah. and he makes plays that gets the team in position. And that was a huge that was a huge emotion killer. With everything that had been happening and the way Philly was in control and and moving the ball and doing all of these things, and the defense not allowing them to capitalize on some of the big plays that that could have been or, or whatever. They kept him out of the end zone. Um, even you talked about the Philly special, just being disciplined when it got near that goal line and, and big third downs. They were able to get off the field. Then Jimmy comes and he does that. And after that entire first half, when you're in the fa- you're a fan, you're a coach, you're a player, and then you look up and like we were winning. How? Like right? Like yeah. Like how? how like like how did that just happen? And, and the other team is like, how the hell are we not winning? Yeah. Like, 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 what the hell? And so, and that was huge on on his part. So, um, I I I like where the team is. I told someone yesterday on Twitter. They came at me talking about, you know, I don't know where I don't like where the team is. And I was like, I don't know what in week two you expect to be three and zero. I don't. I, I, that's what I told. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was I was like, I don't know how. I don't know something else. I I I, I um responded to someone and they were talking about the team you know in the middle of the game first half and then right after the second half they're like this team doesn't look like a championship team and i just responded and said you do realize it's week two you don't have to be you don't have to but but it's like you said it's week two but also like it's first of all it's not easy to win in this league second of all it's not easy to win on the road in this league like to and to win that type of a game like that that is huge like that's more important than any 20 30 point blowout i think you can have because that was a gritty grinded out type of an effort there was adversity up the yin yang like you found ways to be successful defense was like all right offense not we'll Absolutely. pick you up you know offense oh. when it came when it came time to make plays they made plays like like those games to me carry so much more value than any type of blowout um that you could put up there on the scoreboard especially on the road 
Like that. When you start to gain confidence. Yeah. That, you gain confidence huge. off of doing that. Huge yes. to yes. me. Yes. Huge. You get you you go in, you do that, you gain confidence off of winning on the road like that. You start to find belief in your in your players, in your team, the coaches. Um there are a lot of different systems that work, but you have to believe that the system is going to work. And guys have to make plays within that system, and then it starts to grow. And, and, and that's when you get a good offense, a good defense, a good team. Uh, winning games doesn't make you a winning team. There's a difference be- between a team with a good record and a team with a winning team team's mindset where you expect to win no matter what. That's what a winning team does, yeah. just like, like this game right here. A winning team – doesn't worry about the fact that it's ugly or that yeah. it's close. You you you're you're not even questioning whether or not it's going to win. You're you don't feel the oh hell here we go again moment. That's what bad teams do. They play just hard enough to lose. You've heard me say that several times that you know teams that that, that that's the type of team that they are. They're gonna play just hard enough to lose. And when I was a player, we knew that. We knew that there were certain teams that it was going to be a dog fight. We knew every time we went to the Dome to play the Saints, it was going to be a dog fight. Roger Craig, Roger Craig didn't sleep that week. You see him at practice. We used to mess with, mess with Catfish all the time because he knew those linebackers, that's, that Dome patrols you try and kill him. But <laughs> we knew at the end of the day, you know what? It was going to be, it was going to be 14-12. It was going to be 17-10. Hell, it might be 7-3. But we were going to win. And and those are the type of games you're going to have to win. Like, of course, you would love to have home field throughout the entire playoffs, right? But more more teams yeah. than not are not going to have that advantage. And so, like, those are, ty- those are the type of games you're going to have to win in January, right? When a- no, elements well, <laughs> are against you, you yeah. got adversity going on, you're in a hostile environment. Like, you're going to have to win those type of games, yep. those ugly yep. type of games in January when, when, when it counts. When, 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 and, when, and, yeah. and, you know, what? and we too, and it's like I responded to that uh, person. I can't remember who they were, but but I'm sure you're listening. My response when they were like, it's, week, you know, week two, and I said, you don't have to be a championship team in week two, and I said, all they have to do is be better than Philly today. Yeah. All they had to do last Sunday was be one point better than Philly, and they were better than that. Yeah. And that's all that truly really matters right now um, is finding ways to continue to win. Um, uh, Because looking back, you just said it's hard to win a football game on the road. They started off on the road, two games on the road, and you got two of those victories. That could have easily been 0-2, even with a bad Detroit team. First game of of the year, they could have been hyped and ready to go. You don't know what you're going to get, new quarterback, all these type things you don't know. They won that game, and regardless of the fashion, the same thing just happened this week. You won two games on the road. You have put yourself – in first place in your division, and you are playing with confidence coming back home. So we'll get into that later in the week about my thoughts on this next game coming up. But right now, I'm not mad at where they are. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not mad at all either. Um, this is the Believe in Forty Nine ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Uh, other big story, I guess, coming out of this win is the play of uh, the secondary in particular, but. Um, one, Diamador Lenore. Uh, and look, there may not be a bigger fan of Diamador. Um, well, definitely not on this pod than me. But uh, look, I'm I, obviously I, I, I watched watched him. You know, what did wa- you say? I love this kid. <laughs> I love the kid. 
no, I, I, I absolutely, I like this kid. I've liked him from the start, even back when we were talking to, you know, just, just checking out his whole um, mindset of how, you know, coming up and everything else about this kid. I, I like him. I, I do. But, but keep going. Yeah. I- we, like, I, I watched his prep career, watched him in college, obviously pumped, mm-hmm. you know, he gets drafted to, you know, my favorite team. And, and so, um, you know, really ha- really happy for him. Um, look, for a guy playing, you know, really kind of thrown into the mix there, right? First career start, like, I thought he played okay. You know, I, I thought he played a – I thought he played a pretty – I, th- I thought mm-hmm. he played okay. I thought he was fortunate on some plays. Um the very fortunate, you know, that how often is it you have a 90-plus yard reception and that doesn't result in a touchdown, right? So, I mean, the, the effort there to get the guy down on the ground and then what do you know? They you keep him out of the end zone on that particular uh, drive. There you go. There was the mm-hmm. other one, uh, I think it was against Rager, right, where he was he had him, you know, pinned up against the sideline and Rager, Rager actually stepped out and then that touchdown got called back because uh, for an illegal touching. Um so I, I I thought he played I thought he played okay. Um, what, what did you see from Diamador out there on on uh, on Sunday? Because I don't like like I, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves here. You know, like I, I think he played a, a good game, but there are some que- like I have some question marks about this secondary as a whole, right? Because uh-huh. Philly took a lot of shots, and yeah. they did that for a reason. And you got to expect other teams probably to try to do the same thing too, especially when you look at the state of this secondary. Like I don't think uh-huh. I don't think what happened out there on Sunday against Philly is going to be enough for Aaron Rodgers on Sunday to be like, all right, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to test them, or like even guys later on oh, down God, the line no. during the season, like right, no, at all, right? No. So that, no, those are reasons to test them. Yeah, so, so those are reasons to test them, and um, the Amador is going to get a lot more deep balls. Um, so um, he played okay. He played okay. I actually. I actually um, on on the first ball that was caught over his head, and, and, and as I said, you know, now great job playing the route, squeezing the guy, doing all these things. But he's got to finish. He's got to finish because he didn't know. And everyone's trying to give him credit for knowing that that guy stepped out of bounds and all this stuff. No, he didn't. I can tell by his reaction. Now there are times as a DB, well, you will know that. And, and 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 as he so gets you think older, he did, you, you think he didn't know, he didn't know. I no, he didn't know. He didn't know. I can tell by his reaction. He didn't know. Oh. Did he? Did he? When the guy caught the ball, did you see the Amador turning to the ref saying incomplete? Did you see him pointing down to the ground? He stepped out. Did you see or did you see him with his hands out like? No, there's like, certainly. I gave up. There certainly was not that reaction. No, there wasn't. Yes, he gave up he, because he didn't know. So I, I mean, but it, it looked like he really stopped easy. playing though. He stopped playing. He he got he stopped playing, but he he got. He, that's why I say he's got to finish the play. He stopped playing because he thought he was beaten. Ah. Oh. He lost his he lost his balance. It was over. He couldn't get to the ball. He could see where the ball was going, and he could see where he wasn't. Ah. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> so so he thought the play was over, and that that it was done. He didn't he didn't he did not know he did not know that receiver had stepped out. Now there will be times I guarantee you in his career. I did it. There, there were times where we would, I would be running on the deep ball, and I would just stop running because I'm running at the, I'm running with a guy, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I know I can't get to that ball, <laughs> and I know I can run. I, there's no way in hell he's gonna get to that ball. 
So there's no reason for me to run this next 15 yards. Like that, I'm, We're not getting to that ball. Like, I, I can tell. There are times when you will start running and you will, you will pin a guy. It's, sometimes it's early in the play. Sometimes it's late. It depends on that guy's alignment. And you will know that he stepped out. And it's like, okay, I'm done. Now you will run with the guy because if we throw it, if he throws it, I, I might get lucky and get a pick. But now I'm not worried about this guy doing anything else because I know he can't catch the ball. So you you will get to where you are that observant and you know your surroundings that well on the field. I I'm sorry, I'm not giving that. He his reaction told me that he wasn't there yet. He's gonna get there. Good player, but he wasn't he wasn't there yet. That's number one on that play. Ninety yards over the top. He's got to learn football again. Young guy, I understand the chess match, the puppet master on the other side. You got the ball backed up like that. All the offense, the offense is not trying to score. The offense is just saying, let's not screw it up and give up points. We got to get our defense in a better situation. So they are trying to just get a couple of first downs. If they can get a couple of first downs and punt the ball away, that's a win in that situation. That's a field position thing right now. You're not thinking score. They're thinking, this is thinking, you got to think of the mindset of the guys you're going against. They're thinking, don't screw up. Now, first down, always know this. If I were if I were in that hole, every huddle that I was in as a pro, somebody said it. And when I got older, I was the guy saying it to all the DBs. Deep ball right here. Play the deep ball. Be ready for it. You should never get fooled in that situation. You should never a double move, whatever, because it's first down. Remember, the team's not trying to score. They're just trying to get some yardage. And okay. If they get an eight-yard route, a 10-yard route, a 15-yard route, now they just moved from – I think the, the ball was inside the 10-yard line at that time. Yeah, it was, um, in, it was inside the five. Yes, okay. So now so now the ball's inside the five-yard line. If they get 15 yards, it's it's not even as good – it's not even as good as they got a, a touchback on a kickoff. Because think about it. If, and, and see, this is the thing about football. you got to understand the mindset. Of, of, of the game and how offensive um, guys think and all these things. Because if, if if you kick off, it's a touchback, and we're running out, the ball's going to the 25, right? Yeah. And the defense feels like they're in a good position, right? Yeah. You feel like you're in a great position. So why wouldn't I feel like I was in a great position if a guy catches the ball and they throw a little hitch and he gets a few yards, or he, he runs an out route for 10 yards or something like that, and now you're on the 10-yard line or the 15-yard line? I'm still in I'm still in a great position defensively. You still have a long way to drive. So you don't give up that cheap one. So that right there, that happened. He's got he, this so it, again, he's a rookie. He will learn these things. Got him down, fought, got him down, made some plays later in in the game, but you open up a can of worms. You have gotten a couple of deep balls over your head. You're I I if I threw I saw two balls go over your head. In one game, I'm, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to see if I can get a minimum of two over your head. Mm. I'm, I'm going to take I'm going to take four shots at you. I'm going to take four because I'm going to feel like I should have got the first one, and I know I got the second one because I know Devonte is up there. Like, well, I'm not going to step out of bounds. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he's, he's not. That's what yeah. he's doing. Yeah, uh, Devontae's uh, like, Devontae's like, hey, hey, um, a vet, 
much savvier. You know, yeah, absolutely. Well, the, so, so that's so that's that's the so just so now for uh, Diamador. So Diamador has to know now those opportunities are coming. That's the great thing about where he is. So now he just has the mindset, has to have the mindset, and just has to learn. That's part of the maturity process of understanding. Okay, that's what you showed. Trust me, they're coming. Just be prepared. Be prepared to pick it off. Hell, you should be able to you know what's coming. Pick off the overthrow. It's like when you pick off that you you pick off that slant. You pick off that out route. Your next pick is not going to be another out. It'll be the out up. And you just have to be smart enough to know that. If you pick off if you pick off a couple of deep balls, they're gonna stop throwing them. Because he's gonna see them now, because he he hasn't picked one off. What about Remember, that one to to Devonte Smith where it was underthrown? Smith kind of came back. Looked like he had his hands. Looked like Smith had his hands on it. Um, but I felt that was another one. Diameter got fortunate on. What what what, what did you see? Uh, well, you know what? He's finished. So so that's the thing. He finished. Finished. You know what? Those guys are professional pass catchers. If it hits their hands, they should catch it. You fight them. You 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 hit the ground with it. Um, they don't catch it. That's a win. It's the same as that deep that first deep ball. I said he didn't know. He gave up on the play. He thought it was a touchdown, but guess what? Long foul ball, and I'm going to give him credit for that <laughs> because his body – no, seriously, a long foul ball. I don't care. You and I both know. It doesn't matter. If you hit it, you can hit it 400 yards down the line, down that left field line, but if it goes outside that pole, yeah. that's a long strike. Yeah, a that's long all strike. that was. That was a long strike. That was not a touchdown. That's a long strike. That That is in the book as an incomplete pass. That's a win for DB. I, I'm going to give him credit for having his body in position to make that kid step out. That was a bad. That was bad wide receiver play. Yeah. He, you know because that he should have gotten a touchdown. He didn't. You and and as a DB, you make them do things perfectly. So on the Devontae Smith play, you hey, you better be perfect. I got to be close enough and fight you enough to make you not come down with the ball. And then when we go foul ball, I win. That, it doesn't matter. A strike is a strike. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's if it's a ninety miles per hour fastball, curveball that you can't figure out, or if you hit it foul. At the end of the day, it's a strike. Then that's all I'm trying to get. So I like what he's doing. Um, I think we need to pump the brakes. <laughs> oh, and I've been seeing all the posts, and we have he has no, his no own Demo island, island now. No Demo Island? No. We got not yet. Not yet. He's two games in. He's two games in. Um, and he's been very fortunate in some situations. So I just want to see how it all plays out. I think he's going to be very good. Um, I like, I, I like the mindset that he plays with. He's very aggressive. Yeah. Um, he likes getting his hands on guys. He likes being physical. And what I love about that is that he's doing it now, which means he's going to only be able to do it more. So watch and see. His physicality is going to get more intense. He's going to be able to grab and pull and do a lot of the things the way Richard Sherman plays. Richard Sherman could play the game a lot differently than other corners because of the consistency in which he was physical. The same with Jalen Ramsey. Think about how Jalen Ramsey – Jalen Ramsey plays the game the way a DB is supposed to play it. And that's what I say, the rules – People always talk about the differences and all this stuff. I'm like, no, no. When you are a man guy, there are things that you can do to a receiver, the way you can push him down and run through him and pull and tug and do all these things. 
when you get your hands on a guy every play. And I knew that as a player. As I got older, I realized if I grab a receiver 80 times in 80 snaps, the ref can't throw 80 flags. He'll get fired. <laughs> so he can't. He can't. Yeah. So, they, so they were, they were going to warn me. And then, you know, you talk to the refs and all these things. No, 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 no. I mean, I would know the refs. I'd know, you know, how your kids and all this stuff because you have the same crew traveling with you. You learn them. Learn, we're all grown men. We all got a job to do this day. And, and that's it. And it would get to a point to where they'd be like, E, E, okay, you can't do that. I'm like, all right, man. You want to tell him to get his hands out of my face or, or, you know, tell him don't do this. And then, you know, that's the thing. And I would get as close as I possibly could. You get to a point where – just like the just like the wide receiver points to the ref, I would point to the ref. Am I good? Yeah. And he'd say, "Yeah." And then I turn my head and get a little bit closer. You just told me I was good. You can't throw a flag now. <laughs> no, real real talk. So, so all of these things come into play, and he's going to learn those things. But it's a little it's a little premature for everyone to start buying plots. On his island. So no, no island, no, no island, no island. And I, it, it's Not a sure. little, it's a little premature because, as I said, even though they were foul balls, nothing happened. Um, I, I saw just like coordinators saw, balls going over his head. Yeah. Big balls are going over his head right now, and you got to take that out of your game, if you're talking about setting up, you know, homestead on islands. You got to take that out of your game. So. Let's keep working towards that, and um, hopefully that'll happen. Yeah, I mean, it, it obviously room for improvement there, but um, I mean, you, you kind of weren't sure what to expect uh, from this week. So, I mean, when you look at the results, uh, definitely outstanding, definitely much better than anticipated. Um, I mean, you look at Devontae Smith, for example, two, just two catches for eleven yards. He was targeted seven times. Um, you figured that. Uh, with the state that the secondary was in, um, you know, not knowing who was going to start uh, and that, you know, maybe Philly would have a little bit more productivity in the passing game, um, but but they didn't. And so you got to credit those guys uh, as well for that. Uh, let's get into hey, – uh, Before we get into that, before we put a button on this one, one other thing, you mentioned the secondary. The secondary looks fine right now with Josh Norman, uh, Jaquaski. Well, he, he had those two – those yeah, two, you know what I'm saying? With those Josh, two PIs, with Josh, and, 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 what, I mean, what did you – was that concerning will, at all? I mean, it looked I, like he was trying what? to try some old, savvy, veteran stuff, and he got caught. Yeah, he got, like. you know what? He got caught because he is a vet, and you're going to do some things, and you're going to get caught. And then some of these things back in the day, he used to be able to get away with it. So he's going to have to learn to adjust because he's not viewed the same by the referees. Remember, refs, are, they're just humans. Yeah. They're, they're, they are people. They are people. They play fantasy football. They um, have they have their favorite teams. They have players that they look at and that they are like, wow, that like that, that kid's special. They see the same thing that everyone else sees. So when they and they hear the same things about you that everyone else is hearing. So when they say, oh, well, this guy's lost the step and and this guy can't do that. He doesn't move the same. He's not the same player. That's remember, that's in their mind. And you have to show them yeah. it's a human that you can consistently do things. Yeah. It's, there's the human. That's why I said they're human. There's a human element to the refs. And as you age, there are things that that 
you have to show them that you can still do. Um, and then they're there. And even when you're younger, there are plays that you may be capable of making and they don't think you can make until they've seen you do them consistently. I think I told you about a, a game that when I was with Carolina Panthers, we needed to win to get into the playoffs. We needed that game. We were playing Kansas City. And I can go back and show you the play. I could pull up the film and show you. I had to show some guys this. Um, I showed Michael Irvin them this one time where, where we did it. And um, and the wideouts, the quarterbacks, it was me, um, Mike, Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk. We were sitting, I was like, I want you offensive guys to look at this. And I, and I showed him the play. I said, tell me, where's the foul? And they were like, oh, no, that's a clean play. And I was like, okay, thank you. And I said, that's the play that got kept us out of the playoffs mm. that year. And and they were like, what? I said, because the ref threw a flag. True story. Ref threw a flag. Curl ref. Guys coming up. It's third and eight. They they, they run it. Um, like four minutes or something left in the game. We get this. We are off the field. We get the ball. We got a chance to win this game. It was a four-point game. Something like that. I come around clean. Wide receiver pats his feet. I'm coming to get it. I come around him clean. Don't touch him. Didn't run through his back. Didn't do a thing. Hand on the ball. Knocked it down. You know, I always talk about the importance of third down. I, I always play those hard because it's a turnover in my head, giving the ball back to the offense. But that was – I knew the importance of that play and not letting them take more time off the clock. I Flag is out. I'm come through clean. I hit the ground. I'm ready to run off the field. Flag is out. It's on the ground. Ref comes up. And all this is, is the Josh Norman thing that, that, that I'm talking about. I, the flag comes out. I hit the ball. I knock it down. I get up. Ref, th- the flag is down. P.I., I'm going crazy. I'm going crazy. I am talking bad about this particular human being. <laughs> we, are having, we are having the type conversation that I would not want Summer to be around. <laughs> but I am telling him how I truly feel about him in that situation. And do you know what the referee said? No, he did not pull out a flag and uh, or drop his hat. Unsportsmanlike conduct. No, he did not tell me to calm down um, or he was going to kick me out of the game. He didn't tell me to shut up. He didn't tell me I was out of line. He looked at me and he said, I missed that one. My oh. bad. Oh. I said, and I'm like, then pick up the day. That's why I'm losing my mind because everybody thought I was still going and I'm losing my mind because I'm like, pick up the flag. Yeah, wave it. But he threw a flag. He didn't pick it up. We lost that game. We didn't make the playoffs that year. He ended up 8-8. Eight and eight, Didn't make the playoffs. I, um, his reasoning was I didn't think you could make that play. Mm. So that's what I'm, I'm getting all this. There's a human element. That's a true story. That really happened. He threw the flag. And he was like, I, he was like, I. Didn't think I, you, you know, could make I, that play. I, I didn't. I didn't think you could make. I didn't think you could make that play. There was no challenges or anything back then. So that was that was his thing. Uh, so, the human element of the game is something that is always there. It comes from coaches deciding to play a player, not play a player. Like we saw this in in this game. It comes from um, teammates and how they view situations. It comes from individuals. After giving up a touchdown, after dropping a pass, after missing a throw or a block, how do you respond to that? It even goes into how the opponent and the referee views you as a player. The things that they think you can do 
from player to player, the confidence level I'm going to have going against you based on what I actually think of you and vice versa. And then the refs, when I'm looking at this matchup, which two guys who, do I think who can has actually the event, right? Like who has the yes, advantage? Yeah. Yes. Who, which, if, if I actually think this guy is better, then there you go. Yeah. Because I'm telling you, early in my career, early, <laughs> this is the last one I'm going to move on about this, where it used to run me crazy. It would run me crazy when a ref would throw a flag and they would say impeding a receiver's progress. <laughs> so like a, like a guy's going on a deep ball, I'm running on the deep ball. And like I told you, sometimes I'm like, I know you can't get there. Neither, like, I can't get there. And, and I know we can, I know I can run. And, he, and, the, and the ref... Like so, um, he would say you're impeding his progress and throw a flag, and I would always argue with this referee. I said, "So you're basically saying he's faster than me, huh? What are you talking about?" I was like, "So if I, if he, if that receiver stacks me and runs to the ball and catches it, you don't say he's impeding my progress. Yeah. But if I stack the receiver <laughs> and I'm running to the ball, then you're saying." I'm slowing him down. I'm not allowing him to get to the ball. What's the difference other than the fact that you think he's faster than me? That's, that's the only thing that that's the only conclusion that you can come to. So though, all of these things are what you have to fight through as a young player to establish yourself. Why I said, I like how uh, the Amador is being physical from start to finish because it's going to really affect his ability to be aggressive as a player as he matures and josh norman has to understand right now the human element views him differently so those pis and things like that and that's how we got into this i'm like i don't think i think that they'll they'll be in a good position he just has to learn how to adjust, He's adjust. his skill yeah his skill set hasn't deteriorated to a point to where he can't play um, and I said before coming in, I thought he'd be a good backup um, because he's a solid vet and, you know, you can throw him out there. I was like, you know, and I, I still I've always said the legend of Josh Norman is much larger than his actual play that has part. ever been. But um, he's a solid vet that can play, that can help. And I think he will help uh, this secondary moving along. You know, once you get, you know, E-Man back, the Amador's there, Josh Norman there. I think that they'll be okay um, in that secondary, and that and that's something that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I mean it's 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 going to be imperative because um, right now, I mean that unit is looked at, at at sort of sort of like the the, the, the weak the weak link of the mm-hmm. defense, and so it's going to be imperative that those guys get up to speed um, for sure. Uh, let's get into play action pools right now. Um, I know everybody wants to beat me, Ed. Everybody wants to beat me. And <laughs> have I, you signed up yet? Yeah, I have. I've not given them the opportunity to beat me, so I'm oh I'm technically my. undefeated. Oh my goodness, guys! Okay, so yeah, he <laughs> technically undefeated. No, no, actually, because of the of the previous weeks, and those of you who have been involved with the believe um, play action pools deal that we have going on, you guys understand what's going on right now. So I want, I'm a, let me tell you about it. Play Action Pool. We have teamed up with playactionpools.com and we have a football pick'em challenge going right now. So, and this is how this works, right, guys. Guys, you can go to Believe 
Well, first go to playactionpools.com, and then you're going to sign up for the Believe Football Pick'em. You guys know how to spell believe by now. I know you do. So you sign up for that at playactionpools.com, and then you get your picks in every single week. And those picks are going to be of the 10 most, uh, the 10 highest profile games of the week. And they're going to pick those games in between the NFL and college football. And whoever gets the most picks right each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses um, and a pair of DC shoes. So you get to do that every single week. So again, go to playactivepools.com, sign up for the contest. Believe, B-L-E-A-V, football, pick them. And those of you that are wanting to host your own contest, playactionpools.com, they got you covered. Go there today. Uh, they have Survivor, they have Pick'ems, and they have this sports book style concept uh, called Build Your Bankroll. So go to playactionpools.com. Maybe Rashawn will have signed up by then. Maybe. And you'll have a chance to beat him. But playaction.com is your home for all of your sports office pools. Check them out. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Um, A lot of talk about Bosa getting held. We can talk about that for a little bit. I don't want to get into that too much because I, I, I feel like it's just it's a bunch of whining. But before we do that, <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, like, facts, right? Like, I mean, like, let's just keep well, it. Well, well, I'm going to wait until we get into it, and I'll tell you my thoughts on it. Okay. Uh, but before before we do that, I, I thought it was the most important play of the game, and I thought what k did specifically um, allowed for the play to be successful for the Niners defensively. And I'm talking about the Philly special and how it was failed, um, but I felt but Kwan was was on it right. Normally that quarterback leaks out and and he's uncovered and he, the guy and he's wide open and he catches the touchdown, you know, right there in the back of the end zone. But but Kwan had, um, I mean, you hear guys talk about eye discipline or whatever all the time, right? Whatever whatever it is, like he he was all on top of it. As soon as he saw Hurts, he went right there to him. Um, and covered him like a blanket, and I feel like the you know everybody else on the defensive side did their part as well, kind of corralled Ward, and Ward really didn't have anywhere to go. What what did what did you see that like in a play like that, a, a trick play, a, a trick plays in particular, right? Because it's it's designed is designed obviously to to deceive you and and to have everybody going one way and 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 the action going towards. Uh, and, and with the result being towards you know the opposite direction on on a trick play like that in particular, um, how, how were they able to have like what has to happen for you to have success on those types of plays like like they did on that fourth down that fourth and goal? They're really easy. Trick plays are really easy to um, play when you have smart football players. Tell you why. A trick play is designed to do one thing. Test your rules. That's what it's designed to do. I'm going to test your rules because um, a play is going to be set. A defense is going to be set to take away all the major danger. Correct? Yes. Think about it. Yes. So I'm not going to give you an open lane to run the ball. I'm not going to give you an easy route to throw the ball over my head based on your personnel grouping, uh, your formation, all these type things. So what is the trick play going to do? The trick play is, is 
basically saying, I'm going to show you a little leg and then I'm going to take it away. You're going to think that I'm doing something, but I'm not. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make you think I'm going left and I'm going to go right. I'm going to leak somebody out. It's going to be misdirection. That's what the offense is designed to make something look one way and then you go the opposite way. Well, none of those things work. None of them work if you uh, understand your rules, if you don't break your rules. So the way a play is going to be designed, someone is responsible for the contain. Someone is responsible for the deep thirds or the the middle half or, you know, the underneath coverage. You know, I got three, I got three deep and I got so many under, or I got two deep and I got seven under, you know, you're going to, you're going to have it set up that way. Right. So now if guys do what they are supposed to do, they don't break the rules, then the play is squashed because that play is not uh, that Philly special is not some sound play. It takes a lot of time to run. Correct. Yes. You have to, you, you, you have one option. So, so think of it. It's not like you have a lot of options. This is, we are going to get everybody else out of the way with the belief that someone's going to break the rule and not pay attention to this guy leaking out. So we're going to, and then we're going to throw the ball to him. That's our only option to throw it to. So if that one person does his job, the play's dead. So that's why I say trick plays are really easy. They're, they're really easy if you if you just don't break your rules defensively. And when you have smart players that understand their assignments, they understand the rules of how to react when action is coming to me. What do I do when action is going away, be it run or pass? Who's the last line of defense? Who's the last guy with contain? You know, reverses don't work if that guy maintains, you know, backside integrity, whoever that person is. So that's that's what happened in that play. It's a play that I would think with, with the vets that they have in those positions that wouldn't work. And it didn't. Yeah, so, it was huge. Yeah, I, yeah, that was it was a huge it was a huge play. And that's the thing about it. They only you only have to be right when they call it. And the hard part and the reason teams test rules like that and they check your discipline they check your rules it is because that play will be run and the quarterback will you know take off especially when you have a running quarterback he'll toss the ball one way and then take off trotting the other side or he'll hand it off and then he'll continue running uh you know and then he just walks away and you feel like the player the player who's responsible for that sometimes will feel like okay I'm just out of the play. I'm killing grass. I'm killing grass. And you don't, you want to go and get into the action. That's what they're counting on. Yeah. That you're going to, you're going to get tired of doing your job when there are no stats involved in doing your job. Yeah. You're going to fight that urge. So that's the thing you have to. So, so, so there we go. It's really easy when you know your rules. And if my rule is I'm the last line of defense I got to be wide as this widest person. I have responsibility for anyone who comes backside. I know I see them running the ball over there, but I got to do this. And if you do it, that one time that they come back, it may be once a game, it may be once a season, but that one time that they come back to you, you make the great play. 
Yeah, I, and everyone's talking about you. I uh, yeah, I, I credit Kwan um for sniffing that out. I had never seen that play fail. Uh, I want to say some. I don't know if it was the Bishop Gorman game. Some high school team had this amazing comeback. They were down by like. I don't know, two scores or like under a minute to play or something like that. And I feel like that they, they ran that play and ended up being like, you know, the game winner uh, for them and, and knocked off, uh, I want to say Bishop Gorman, but I, neither here nor there. Anyways, I've never seen I've never seen that play. Um, style. It was like 100% success rate, you know, every time I've seen it. And so that, that was – I thought that was huge, and it, it definitely changed the entire momentum of the game. Um, all right, uh, Nick Bosa's being held. Um, Again? Yeah, I mean, what else is new, on, right? On, on, on Tuesday? He's the, off today. <laughs> he's at the grocery store. They're, they're holding him at the grocery store. They won't even let <laughs> he, he can't even get to, to the produce aisle. Um, it, so it happens a lot. And, and Bosa's article written by Jennifer Lee Chan um, that came out after the Philly game uh, said he's he – I'm not I'm, – I'm just so focused on getting to the quarterback that I just think I'm getting blocked when I'm getting held, but I'm I'm just trying to get to the quarterback, and that's my main focus. So I can't even I can't even tell unless it's a situation where they're pulling on me when I won the rush already, right? So it, he's, it seems like he just has like this laser focus on on, on getting to the quarterback. Shanahan, okay. Kyle said he's he's sort of surprised that um, he hasn't been getting the calls. Him being Nick Bosa hadn't been getting the calls, uh, you know, as far as that goes. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. I feel like it's kind of. I mean, I say that now. I mean, I, there have been some times when when it it has been like egregious, right? Like there were some times in the Super Bowl where I felt like, geez, like what are we doing right now? Like what like what game are we watching? Um, and it just did not happen. But uh, I mean, I feel like it's just it's one of those things though where it had. I mean, it had, and it goes back to what you said earlier, how, um, you're saying like if I get my hands on guys 80, 80 plays, right? Mm-hmm. Ref's not gonna throw eighty flags, right? He can't. And, and so I think it kind of just goes back to that, right? Like, like if you're an offensive lineman, you kind of have that same mindset. Like, if I do this every single play, like they're not gonna throw a flag every single play. They yes. may get me here yes. or there, but um, you know, at, at the same time, like it, it, if if they they get me here or there, then that's that, and and, and that will be that. But I'm gonna do this on every single play. What what do you make of all this and and all the uproar um about it? Um, is he getting held? Yes. Um, going back to Twitter, someone was like, what do you think about him getting held? Is he getting, yes, he's getting, he gets held. I, and, and my comment, I, my response was offensive lineman hold every play, every single play they hold. It's, it's not like sometimes every single play offensive lineman hold. That's a part of it. You know that going in. Um, yes. Is he getting held? Yes. Um, his other comment was on, you know, the, the, the chip blocks, um, and what's happening. And, you know, is that, you know, and he's like, that's, if, if it happened in other areas of the field, it would be a penalty and all these things. That is so true. So in both cases, is Bosa being held? Yes, he's being held. Is that chip block that's happening from these wide receivers and tight ends and all these guys that knocks him off his path, um, is that something that they don't allow in other areas of the field? Yes, he's correct in that as well. Now, with both of those things being said, he's being held, and that block is illegal in other areas. At the line of scrimmage and what you're dealing with, the holding, um, deal with it. 
Yeah. Every off, every defensive line right. is getting held. You got they didn't just start holding in 2021. I think they held in 2019 when he was playing too. So he was he was more effective getting to the quarterback. So you got to beat you got to beat the holding. You got to get there just like you beat it then. You still have to beat these guys because they're going to hold you every play. And the chip block um, until they make it illegal, you got to deal with that too. Every defensive end has to deal with it. You're not the only one. Everyone has to, every defensive end has to deal with it. Um, it's a sucky rule. I used to hate when they could crack back on us when I was playing out in space and guys could chop you from behind. We had to deal with it. You had to learn how to not let that happen. You had to know and feel when it was about to happen and play through it. Because because when Bosa's are standing there and these guys are on the edge, all you got to do is he'll, he's going to figure out a way to smash a couple of those guys because they don't want to hit him. They don't want to. They hit him because they don't think he's expecting it. Well, he's got to start expecting it. I'm like, come on, you can't play with blinders on. And that's what I would be telling them if I was if I were in the huddle. Like, dude, you can't. Don't you know that they can chip you? So don't act like it's like it was. He he's playing like they invented the chip block this week. Yeah. Like, like no one in the history of football had ever pulled out a chip block, <laughs> and then all of a sudden he's like, "What the hell?" Like that, I would understand. But guess what? You chip, you chip really good pass rushers. It's been happening since football's been played. Deacon Jones got chip blocked. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he also helmet slapped a lot of people too. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So but, he made him stop. So that's gonna happen in the holding, even down to the jerseys. I think there was one a, a couple of weeks ago. The um, the equipment manager put out photo of his jersey that had been ripped up and everything and my response to that was um he's going to be getting a letter from 345 park um saying um don't do that again and for all you guys don't know that's the nfl uh, address yeah that's the office i i I, (laughs) that's all i said when i saw that picture i actually posted on his photo that um i'm sure you'll be getting a letter from 345 yeah i I think (laughs) I think with the 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 thing with the chips, with uh, there, there may be because obviously he knows right, but but there may be more of a heightened of awareness now, just for like coming off the injury, right? Like the, more not heightened of awareness, heightened sensitivity coming off of the injury, um, at, at, that that's maybe causing you know some of this you know from from his standpoint that like that that's one that's oh, no, no, I, no, no. I can Com- think of I can completely understand that but again uh, with that being said all the more reason to be prepared for it not play with blinders and um no that that's that's just it that's that's just what's going to happen that's that's how it is you you have to find a way to adjust you just have to find just like just like when guys when wide receivers used to be able to just come down and just crack you um, when you weren't looking, you had to learn a way to adjust to it. And when I was playing inside, if I'm playing nickel or something like that, you know these guys are there, so you got to be prepared for it. And you do things that that you put your body in positions to where they can't get you that way, or you also understand. As as my coaches used to always say, crack the cracker. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. it. You see him coming. Yeah, that's when when you you once that happens a couple of times, and yes, it may it may slow down your pass rush, 
once or twice. And you may not get a sack that play, that play. But guess what's about to happen? That dude is going to go to the sideline and be like, Coach, do I really have to block that bear? Right. Do I really, really, like, like that's not a honey bear, man. That's a grizzly. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't want to do that, Coach. <laughs> that's what's going to happen. But when they, but when you got blinders on, he's, it's easy to block it. Yeah. So he got. So that's that's the thing with all of it. it. Yeah. So he's being held, he's getting chipped, and guess what? I still need you to get to the quarterback. It's not easy. Yeah. That's why you're going to be the highest paid defensive player in the league one of these days. What you do is not easy. And um, I I I get it. I understand it. But you can't play the game with like okay, they're. And, I, and I don't, I'm not saying he's doing this. Like, this is more so fan base. We can't expect a ref to make the call. I was I, I was taught the football. It, it's just like this. If, if someone is holding you, make them stop. If someone is if someone is cracking you, doing something to you, you make it stop. You have to find a way to adjust and get past it. Because if getting held is getting held, and I know people might look at this like the refs have to do their job and they have to they have to throw the flags and they have to do all these things, you're correct, and they will. But remember what holding is. A holding call is not an absolute, right? right. Stepping out of bounds, catching the ball, a catch, you catch it or you don't. Um. You know, on the tackle, your knee hit the ground or it didn't. Those are absolutes. You know, the fumble is or it isn't. That's an absolute. Holding, that's an opinion. That's yeah, a judgment that can, that call. Can be a ju- yeah, that can be a judgment call. That, it, it's, a, it, 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 it's a judgment call. It's not even a can be. It's a judgment call. If in my, in my opinion, as the referee, do I think – this guy impeded your progress enough from going the direction you chose to go to where it affected the play. All of those things are happening in those split seconds. So just think about that. It's not, did he hold you? Did he hold you in a manner in which it changed your body direction so much so that it prevented you from not going where you wanted to go, but from being able to go there and then have an impact on what ultimately happened. Yeah. That's what a holding call is. So you're not going to get all of those and they're going to hold you every time. They're going to hold you every time. So a lot of times if they're holding, if they're holding you and you haven't made a play, they're like, well, he had made a play. Yeah. So was he really going to affect the, the outcome? Cause he had made a play. You, you, you see, uh, again, the human element of it. The refs are people. How they view what you're doing. Because you come in and you you come in and you hit the you hit the guy in the head a couple times, then wait a minute, they're going to start paying attention, just like his rookie year. He was getting to the quarterback at such a rate, he was still getting held, but he was getting there. He got that. You got more calls. They didn't just start holding. So that's what I'm saying. A lot of it has to do with your production as a player. So, you know, and, and that's every position. 
That's every position. A wide receiver who makes a lot of catches um, when there's contact or something happened on one of those 50-50 balls, if that wide receiver has been making a lot of those plays or a lot of catches, Devontae Adams gets that call over Sherfield. Yeah, yeah, wide receiver X or whatever you, whatever you want to call him. I I think um, yeah. I definitely think it's, it's something to that point, and and it's going to keep happening, right? Like it's not just going to stop all of a sudden. And if you and it's been happening, like this isn't anything new, right? Like Joe Staley, um, talked about the Super Bowl loss, right? And something that still bothers him from that game is the fact that. Uh, he, he thought one of the turning points was Bosa not getting the the holding calls, um, and, and so that that still bothers him to this day when when he remembers that Super Bowl loss. So look, I mean, it, it, it's been happening, it's going to happen, it it, w- it will continue to happen. Like it's it's happened to all the greats. It happens to everybody, right? So mm-hmm. this is one of those things where you just sort of sort of gotta gotta make the adjustment. You gotta deal with it, and you gotta you gotta still figure out a way to 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 make plays. Um, Niners going to be taking on Green Bay Sunday Night Affair. We'll be back later this week to uh, preview that one for you. Uh, we want to continue to encourage you to get, uh, continue to download, subscribe, wait, review, relocate wherever you find your podcast. Uh, hit us up on social media. I'm at R Haylock on Twitter. He is at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on Instagram, I'm at Watch Ray Ray. He is at Eric Davis underscore 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 underscore. So for my partner, Super Bowl champion Eric Davis, I'm Rashawn Haylock. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. We'll see you later this week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.